Did you know that roughly 30 million people are affected with diabetes in America? Today we'll learn about the different forms of diabetes and how you can manage it effectively if you have it. I'm Prakash Chandran and in this episode of the Magnolia Matters HealthCast, we'll discuss the different forms of diabetes and how you can manage them effectively. I'm pleased to welcome Carmen Parks, a nurse practitioner and certified diabetes educator at the Magnolia Regional Health Center's specialty clinic. Pleasure to have you here, Carmen. So why don't we start with the basics? What does it actually mean when someone is diagnosed with diabetes? When somebody's diagnosed with diabetes, this means that the blood glucose or the blood sugar levels are higher than expected or higher than normal levels. Typically, a normal fasting glucose or sugar level, which is before you eat food in the morning, should be between 70 and 100. If the sugar in the morning before eating is greater than 126, this does indicate diabetes. And of course, if a level shows up between 100 and 126, this indicates prediabetes. And the old terminology for prediabetes is what we used to call borderline diabetes. Um, when the sugar levels are elevated, this indicates that the body's unable to process or metabolize food normally. Um, more specifically, the body's not converting food into energy normally. So that's a really good technical description of what diabetes is, but what are the symptoms or signs that you might have diabetes and when might be a good time to come in and see your doctor? Okay, well, symptoms can include fatigue or increased thirst or increased urination. Um, also, sometimes people will have an increased um, hunger. They will have weight changes, particularly weight loss. Um, possibly they can have some numbness and tingling in their hands or feet or both. Uh, sometimes they will describe a burning sensation in their feet. They can have vision changes, typically a blurred vision, and also notice having sores that are taking longer to heal. Uh, they can also have recurrent fungal-type skin infections or yeast infections. Um, these symptoms can also indicate other medical issues, but if a person has a lot of these symptoms, they should see their provider as soon as they notice that um, to see if they are related to or connected to problems with their sugar levels. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, but I had one more clarifying question around that. You know, I'm curious, could you paint the portrait of a picture that uh, of someone that might be susceptible to diabetes? Is it someone that maybe eats a lot of fast food or, you know, I just want to get a, get a good sense of what that looks like. Well, susceptibility um, can come from genetic predisposition or it can come from um, possibly uh, be brought about by weight gain, lack of exercise, maybe an improper diet. Um, those are things that can predispose an individual to developing diabetes over time. Got it. So if you're experiencing some of the symptoms uh, that you mentioned, you know, uh, that weight loss or the t tingling in your fingers, uh, you know, the hunger fluctuations, then it might be a good idea to go in and, and see someone about it. So I want to shift to the different types of diabetes. I've heard of uh, type 1 and type 2 okay. diabetes. Can you maybe talk about those differences? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm often asked um, which, type which type of diabetes is worse. I think often people fear that they have the, quote, bad type of diabetes, 
the type of uh, diabetes does differ dramatically, but either of these, if not controlled, can lead to complications. So I try to tell people that um, the only type of bad diabetes is the type that's not managed. Um, our body is supposed to manufacture and store insulin, which is a vital hormone, and this hormone helps convert sugar from our food into energy. It basically transports sugar from our blood into our tissues or basically our muscle cells where our body's able to use that glucose for energy. We should eat from all all of the food groups for healthy, um, you know, healthy um, status and for energy to occur. Um, scientists do think that the immune system, which is our system for fighting infection, can become confused, um, leading to an attack on the cells in our pancreas that produce insulin, leaving them damaged and unable to produce insulin. Um, and when this occurs, we just have no way to transport the sugar into our muscles for energy, and the sugar becomes trapped in our blood. This actually is what we call type 1 diabetes. This doesn't occur often. Usually, it's about 1 in every 10 people with diabetes, or about 10% of our diabetic population, or less than about 200 cases per year. They used to call this juvenile diabetes because it does tend to occur more in children, but we also do see this occur in adults. Um, and when it does occur after age 30, sometimes it's actually referred to as type one and a half diabetes. It's not common at all. The most common type of diabetes that we see is type two, and this occurs in 80 to 90% of the population of diabetic patients. Um, and with this, um, the sugar is abnormally high um, because the body either does not make enough insulin or the insulin it makes does not work properly or efficiently. And several factors can lead to the inefficient insulin. Um, like I said before, g genetic predisposition or heredity, heredity, gaining weight or obesity, lack of exercise, and abnormal production of, of sugar by the liver, especially at night while we are asleep. And also problems with cell signaling in the body and the cells in the pancreas um, being unable to secrete the insulin that it makes properly. So I know you talked about uh, type 1 diabetes being only a small percentage of, of people, especially it generally occurs when we're younger. But for those people that are diagnosed with type 1, what kind of treatments are available to them? We have wonderful treatments for both type 1 and type, type 2 diabetes. Um, we actually live in a time where, um, you know, treatment has advanced and technology has advanced. Um, with type 1 diabetes, because you totally lack the hormone insulin, you do have to replace that insulin um, with insulin injections so that your body has that insulin to be able to transport sugar into the body where it needs to go. You do have to coordinate the insulin with the meals and the amount of carbohydrate that is in the meal since carbohydrate in foods is what contains sugar. Uh, a lot of people uh, think that if you have type 1 diabetes, you can't have sugar that's sort of a myth. So it is important that you are educated properly on how to coordinate your meals with your insulin. 
And when you get your insulin, what does that uh, come in the form of? Is that a shot? Is that a pill? How do people take in that insulin insulin during mealtime? Well, unfortunately, we're not able to take insulin orally because of uh, stomach acid in the, in the stomach can um, destroy insulin. And so those have to be injected through the skin into the subcutaneous tissue. We have many types of insulins. Um, and luckily, the insulins that we use now um, will mimic almost exactly what our natural insulin would do if our pancreas was able to make it. Okay, so I actually want to move to type 2 diabetes now. And this is the type that you mentioned that most people are dealing with. What actions do people take to manage their symptoms? Type 2 diabetes um, is much more of a focus on healthy diet, um, taking in the correct amount of carbohydrate that our body can use for energy without taking in too much. Um, which will cause the sugar to elevate more. We also always want to include exercise and uh, a big portion of the time if we're uh, having struggles with weight and we can lose as little as 10 to 15 pounds over time, we'll notice that sugars will typically improve automatically. Um, there are, however, many different oral medications that target up to eight defects that can occur in type 2 diabetes causing the sugar to elevate and getting those on board early on with exercise, weight loss, and appropriate diet uh, usually gives us the very best outcomes. The key there is early detection and treatment um, because if you can start doing these things early on, uh, work with your provider, you can typically stop the progression or worsening of type 2 diabetes. People can definitely live normal lives, feel good with treatments that we have. Once the sugars are stabilized, usually symptoms pretty much will resolve. That's amazing. And I think what you said there is really important. If you start noticing some of the symptoms that you talked about uh, earlier in this interview, that it's important to go see your doctor about it and and see if it's something that you can catch early. Um, You mentioned diet, and I want to focus on that for a minute. Um, you know, I've actually heard of people curing their diabetes through changing their diet alone. Is is that a method that you recommend for those who are willing to make that drastic diet change? I think that that is a pretty individual thing. I, I have seen it occur when people are really um, doing their diet correctly and very persistent and exercising that they're able to sometimes get off some of their their medications, um, but there are some medications that providers like to keep them on because some of the oral medications themselves can prevent progression of diabetes by correcting some underlying defects, but definitely the exercise and the diet is, is key um, in, in controlling the symptoms and not only controlling the symptoms now, but preventing um, progression of the disease in the future. Well, thank you so much, Carmen, for giving us all this information and also educating us on how to best manage diabetes type 1 and type 2. Um, you know, diabetes self-management training and classes are actually offered at Magnolia Regional Health Center and covered under Medicare and many insurance plans. For more information, please visit mrhc.org and go to the diabetes care section of the site. My guest today has been Carmen Parks. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.